0: Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your enduring truth, Lord, that we can always count on, that we can always go to and rely on, Lord, to speak to our hearts when we are indeed opened to you, Lord, opened and humbled before you, Lord. And we do pray today that you will speak your word to our hearts, Lord, allow us to hear exactly, Lord, from your scripture your word what you want us to hear today and to receive and to grow by in jesus name we pray amen the words spirit and wind and breath are the same words in new testament greek Uh, they are um, translated those ways from the greek word pneuma And it is interesting that in Genesis 2, after God formed the first man, Adam, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. 1 Corinthians 15.45 says, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last man, the last Adam, meaning Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. That was Jesus' God-given purpose in coming into this world, giving spiritual life to us, breathing spiritual life into us. First Corinthians 15:46 goes on, however, the spiritual is not first but the natural and after the spiritual. The first man was of the earth made of dust, the second man, is the Lord from heaven as was the man of dust so also are those who are made of dust and as is the heavenly man so also are those who are heavenly and as we have been born and as we have borne the image of the man of dust we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man think about all of that and we may also remember too when when jesus met his disciples after his resurrection he breathed on them and said receive the holy spirit that's from john 20 22 well today i want to Look into what it is to be born again, or born of the Spirit, or born from above. They're they're, they're all the same thing. Jesus told Nicodemus, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. That's what Jesus said about being born of the Spirit. It's like the wind. What is it like to be like the wind? It is God coming into you and giving you direction and setting you in motion. God guiding you in all that you do. It's no wonder that the Apostle Paul could write in Romans 8, that there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If you are born again in Christ and walking after the spirit, then you are being led by God himself. It is him, it is God who is leading you. There is no sin in him and therefore there is no condemnation to those who are following him or following his leading his ways are you in god and in Christ Jesus you know that's what Jesus prayed to the father for all those who believe who believed in him he said that they he prayed that they also may be one in us in us. If you have believed in Jesus as your Savior and desire to fo- follow Him as your Lord and your God, then you are in Him. You are already in Him, legally speaking. That's all it takes. He has adopted you by His grace, you are legally His. But there is more to being in Christ Jesus legally only. There is also the living and walking in him. The living and walking in his spirit as his child. What does it mean to live and to walk in the spirit? Well, Walking according to the Spirit means that there is something for you to do as well. It's not just everything uh, that's been done for you. That is that has been done in justification, of course, but salvation is is in three parts. It's justification, sanctification, and glorification. And this walking according to the Spirit means the sanctification part. It means there's something for us to cooperate with our Lord doing, something for us to do as well. What you are to do is to follow his will, to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who was placed in you When you believed. You see, you cannot simply be a Christian legally and act like you are not one without anything negative happening. If you are a noble, and you are, if you are born from above, then you must act like a noble, even if you haven't received all your inheritance yet. You are not yet glorified, which means you can and you will sin as you walk this earth. Even in such a case, you will still remain a justified child of God. Of course, we repent, but we are his child. But if you live like you are not God's child, always sinning and always doing your own thing, apart from God's will, well, three things will happen to you. One, you will be condemned by the devil. His lies will tell you that you are condemned, that is. Two, you will be dominated by sin and you will be um, in, in its bondage. And three, you will be disciplined or chastised by God. Sin will begin to dominate you and you'll be uh, held by its bondage and, and unless and until you cry out to God for help and submit to him again. But before that happens, you will have left yourself open to thoughts of condemnation. And those thoughts are not from God, but from our adversary, the devil. And the devil will be constantly condemning you and attacking uh, your faith, telling you that you are outside of God's love and his grace as evidenced by your sin and the bad things uh, that are happening to you, which, which will be God's, actually God's discipline. But the Bible tells us the opposite of that. It tells us that God's discipline is a sign of God's love for us. Hebrews 12, 6-7 says, For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son he accepts. It goes on, Endure your suffering as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there that a father does not discipline? So God calls us to abandon sin and to live for him. And if you obey God's spirit, that is in you there will be neither condemnation or discipline when you when you do so again there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus that's no condemnation uh, um, no rightful condemnation yes the, the devil will will throw accusations at you but There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. So as a Christian, you are free from the law of sin and death, but you have to be following the Holy Spirit in order to enjoy that freedom. As a Christian, you've discovered true righteousness, and that is in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. You have seen and understood that you have been made righteous, like him, in him. Identifying with him in his, in his death and identifying with him in his resurrected life. Believing in and receiving him in. You have taken on his righteousness. As it says in Romans 8, 8 3, For what the law could not do, and that is what it could not do was, was to justify or make someone's, someone righteous. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, that is our flesh or fallen human nature could not fulfill it. God did, by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. That's our sin, on account of our sin. Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves that is, make ourselves righteous before God. Jesus did that for us. Jesus had God's spirit and our humanity, and he lived a sinless life here on earth nevertheless he gave of himself and died on the cross for our sins and doing so he condemned sin in the flesh why so that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk after the flesh but according to the spirit that's in verse of Romans 8 and that's an ongoing thing for us Christians as long as we are here on earth Jesus died so that we could become righteous and so that we could fulfill God's righteous requirements as we walk in and by the spirit we can do that no other way So as I said last week, because sin was condemned in the sinless Jesus on the cross, on our behalf, we Christians who have put our trust in Jesus now have a choice, now have the choice and the power not to sin, but to walk in righteousness. But that is only by Jesus' righteousness and by His Spirit put into us at our new birth in Him. Well, Paul then goes on from there to show the practical difference between those who live after the flesh and those who live after the Spirit. And he says, For those who live according... To the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit the things of the spirit so that is those who live according to their uh, according to the flesh set their minds on on this world and on their own carnal desires and as the parable of the sower uh, that jesus taught um, says the cares of the world choke out the life. They choke out the life and the fruit of the spirit. They choke out God's word uh, growing in us and producing fruit. People like that barely consider uh, the spiritual realm when, when the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of, of, of riches take over them. They don't consider uh, God each morning or inquire of God uh, for for anything much, but they simply do what they want to get what they want what they want and their way and they go on Working as if it's all up to them That's not a Christian way of life yet. Some Christians think it's okay to live that way It's not okay How should Christians live? Well, we 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 heard that from Paul those who live according to the Spirit. That's how Christians uh, should live, according to the Spirit. They set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Well, how do they do that? How are they different? Well, the best way I know how to do that is to give your waking thoughts and your waking words to God. And then look to Him for His Word back. When when my waking thoughts are not toward God it tells me that something is wrong inside of me. Anxiety has, has somehow crept in and gotten a hold of me. And my my focus is not on God but in but on myself and what I must do or, or what I uh have to do. You have to Put that aside. You have to seek the Lord in those times. If I go my way without seeking the Lord, without seeking his word and his counsel, something is further wrong. And things won't end well that day for me. I, I know it, I've I've been through it myself. No, I need God's counsel daily. I need his word daily because this fallen world bombards us with its cares and its difficulties. And it seems that everything outside of ourselves works against us, works to kill us. And when we are focused not on God, but on these things, we become alert and and anxious self-preservation instincts Begin to kick in naturally. But we have to remember that we are not simply human beings anymore if we are in Christ. We are also spiritual beings, spiritual, eternal beings. And we must grasp what that means. We are spiritual beings first, not natural beings first. We were natural, now we are. Have been made spiritual through Christ, and that comes first now. we are spiritual beings first now that Jesus has saved us and now that we belong to Almighty God, now that we are his children first corinthians six twenty uh, says or six nineteen says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price, glorify, therefore glorify God with your body. Jesus said of his disciples in his prayer to the Father, they do not Belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. John 17, 16. The problem is that we don't know another place yet. This is where we grew up. This is the world that we know. And we don't know heaven except for what Christ and God reveals to us about it in In scripture and and except for our personal relationship with God I wake up every morning thinking about God but I end up every evening thinking about things of this world and that is the time that I have to exercise self discipline with the help of the Holy Spirit and do what I am led to do by him and that is to set my mind on the things of the Spirit. It is not an easy thing to do when when feelings come in and interfere. But it is the way to life and peace. Paul says in verse six. For to be carnally minded is death, and that's the problem. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's what we want, is it not? He goes on in in verse 7. Because the carnal mind, that is uh, the, the mind on the things that the flesh desires, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. We must see. That As such, we must see that the setting of the mind on the things that the flesh desires is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, Paul says in verse chapter 8. So what about you? Are you in the flesh or are you in the spirit? Well, Paul says, you are not in the flesh. If you've believed in Jesus Christ, you are not in the flesh, legally speaking, but you are in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells you, dwells in you. And indeed the spirit of God does dwell in you if you have believed in Jesus Christ, put your faith and trust in, in his work on the cross for your salvation and follow him as Lord, if you've repented of your sins and, and have looked to him for salvation, then indeed the Spirit of God was put in you and dwells in you. But the problem is, we have both the flesh and the Spirit as we walk in this world and we can walk after either one of them but again now that jesus has saved us we have the choice and the power in his spirit to walk after the spirit verse 10 and if Christ is in you, the body is dead. That's spiritual spiritually speaking, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life, where this but the spirit is alive because of righteousness, because of Christ's righteousness. Verse eleven: But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And that's that's the good news that we hang on to as we walk through this world, as we walk through this life looking forward uh, to the next. So in conclusion, being born again or born of the spirit or born from above is God coming into you by His Holy Spirit as you put your faith in Jesus, and God then giving you direction and inspiration by His Holy Spirit. Now what is it to walk by the Spirit? Well, it's to set your hearts and your minds on Him, to set your love and your trust and your praise and your thanksgiving on God, you have to do it. You have to discipline and train your mind, not in the ways of the world, but in setting your your mind and your heart on God. And then once you've done that, it is simply to follow his leading to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. So set your minds on the things of the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, set your love on, on God. You see that over and over again in, in the Psalms. That's what God wants us to do. And, and he's pleased with us when we, we do that. And if we do do that, we will not fall away. We will not follow after the flesh. Let's pray. Lord, again, we thank you that you not only told us what to do, but you uh, gave us, Lord, your Holy Spirit, that we can actually do what you ask us to do as we rely on you, as we put our trust in you, as we set our, our love on you and set our hearts on you. Lord, thank you that you are the only thing, Lord, that lasts forever and ever and the only thing um, that we can count on, the only person we can count on for, for pure love. And Lord, we, we thank you for your salvation and all that you've done for us. And Lord, I do pray for anyone listening today that has not understood or put their trust in you for their salvation, Lord. We ask that you would take them from the natural realm to the spiritual realm as your adopted child, Lord, as you, as you, Lord, lead them to yourself by your Holy Spirit. Give them faith. Whoever is listening that doesn't have faith, Lord, we just pray that you will use this time and use your word to draw them to yourself and to prove yourself to them as faithful and loving, and as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.